Welcome to No Room for Phonies, podcast number five, Parenting as Your Kids Grow Up. And I called it the fine art of keeping your mouth shut because that is sometimes what it is, I think. Yeah, or knowing when to keep your mouth knowing shut. Knowing when to keep your mouth shut because they, they like to share a lot of things, but they don't always want to hear yes. what you have to say. But because, anyway. Yeah, what do we know? <laughs> you know nothing. But I looked up, I uh, when I was thinking about this, I actually looked up um, like on Amazon and different places, like, there are a lot of books about this. About parenting adult children? Yes. Like, oh. I, was, I was really actually surprised. And oh. so I read, like, and then I read a few articles on um, Google. And um, it, they, and then I, I read uh, uh, some, a few articles. And there were, there were some good tips, like, you know, about getting to know them as adults, like, we yeah. always think of them as, like, when I think of, I'm sorry, maybe Colin won't like this, but when I think of your Colin, I always, like, I think of him, like, pouring four gallons of syrup on his pancake, like, and I'm sure he doesn't do that anymore. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, they they do, um, they do obviously change which is great and I think if your kids move out which all three of mine have to go to school and you don't yeah. always yeah. see that change like when they're home and they're growing up you see those changes happen uh, obviously um, but when they move out and you get to know them again as adults they kind of come back and forth you don't always see those changes or no. the changes can be very can dramatic I, and I often try to think like I don't want to talk to them about anymore about their bad habits particularly right. the children who don't live with me like right. Zachary doesn't live here so his bad habits are he and his girlfriend's problem they're not right. really mine from most of them so I want to talk with him more about like their goals and dreams and and then and then it said don't drop in call before you go and see them but would you ever just kind of drop in on your kids no no I don't think I would especially Derek and Mackenzie because I like, think you know they're married and uh they have a home now not that Colin doesn't have a home he has a home and Jana has yeah. a home but um no, so, I just. So I mean, a student residence is a little bit more casual than dropping in on an apartment that you share as husband and wife. Yeah. Uh, well, and I mean, our kids are not close enough that, like, Zachary and Leisha are in Toronto. I would never like. I'm not going to just right. go to tr like and drop in on them. We yeah, same. All of them are out of town. So you, I physically have to get in the car and drive quite a ways. And then the other, the other yeah. tip was don't bug them about marriage or kids, which is not a problem because I don't want any of my people considering marriage or children at the moment. Like I'm, I'm. I don't, I, I never, ever, I no. mean, it was all, again, I have to be careful what I say, but I mean, uh, yeah, those are big, big steps. And um, yeah, I, have obviously my opinion is not really uh, if they were to ask me of course I would give it 
But I don't think I need to provide my opinion on those things because they're adults and they yeah. they're old to figure it out. Like when 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 my kids were younger, like sixteen or fifteen or sixteen, and they would say to me, "What do you think of this girl, Mom?" I would say, "Right." Like, yeah, oh, my kids didn't date a lot when they were young. Like, um, yeah. Derek married Mackenzie, who was his first girlfriend. Um, and a lot of people gave him flack about their age. I think um, they were 23 and 24, 22 and 23, maybe. Yeah. I can't remember. But, I mean, if you know Derek, he's a very serious young man. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. Um, and, you know, you, you know your kids too, right? Um, yeah. I think if I thought they were making a colossal mistake. Yes. When I try and have that conversation. Um, I have seen that happen within our family where a marriage did not go through because not, and not because the parents said something. I mean, basically the person figured it out, but the parents did have grave concerns. Yeah. And ended up walking away from that and probably for the best um right. so if i thought it was going to be like totally disastrous for a lot of reasons i think i would have to and express an opinion yeah no and i i would agree with that too like i i would say that um when i'm asked i've said things and sometimes i qualify things by saying um you guys need to be able to have these conversations. Like if you're concerned about it and you're expressing it to me, you you need to be able to have that conversation with your girlfriend or whatever. Yes, exactly. Because having the conversation with your mother is never a good idea. And I also, I just want to have a lovely relationship with my um, son's girlfriends. I don't want to know certain things. Right. That's true. That I don't want to know it. Right. That because is very true. If you need help with your relationship, go find a marriage counselor yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly. um, yeah. And then there's the money thing. It says to be transparent, be firm, and know that your money is actually helping them and not um, mm -hmm. like enabling them, I guess is the word. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. It is. It's tough um, because kids don't also launch quite the same way that's true. Because when I was in my 20s, I had like my forever job, whatever. And I was teaching, I was making really good money, I would have never gone to my parents for money for anything. So, but yeah. it's a, that's a tough one. And then it the other, yeah, it's, uh, and it's loaded, right? I mean, yeah, uh, it's, you want them to have the skills to order to deal with money, right? But, I mean, two of my kids are still students, so yeah. that's hard because, um, yeah, you want to see them basically make the best start that they can. Um, so there's a fine line between, like you said, enabling them or giving them, a, a, a you know, a step up sort of thing so. well and we we um have we had lots of conversations with zachary about it like sebastian it wasn't the same because he went to college he stayed at home 
But now that he is finished with school and still at home, then we make him pay, not a ton, right. but, and that's another thing. But, and so we have a lot of very, I have a lot of very transparent conversations with him about money. Right. Sometimes I'm like, you don't pay enough for me to have to do this for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a conversation we have. Yeah. Um, I and haven't then had, uh, none of my kids have moved back home after like, for well i mean for summers you know summer yeah. jobs but not that's different that's and, totally and i have not graduated yet so we'll see what happens yeah, yeah. We'll it's an interesting uh dynamic because like one of the conversations i'll have all the time is you are just another adult in this household so like yeah that's true like how come your dad and I are are trying to like make sure everything's cleaned up and do this and do that and do this when and you just come and go like it's a party. So we've had that. It, it's it's not easy. Um, the other thing they say is no unsolicited advice, which we've talked about that, and let them clean up their own messes. I don't know about the no unsolicited. No, unsolicited. I know. I mean, conversation, I don't know what's, when you're having conversations with your kid, adult children, I think you're going to be putting in your point of view. So I don't know, yeah. is that advice? Well, and I think, I think, um, I thought a lot about this and I think, okay, so unsolicited advice might be, oh, I don't think you should buy that house. Right. When you're in the middle of a deal. Right. But I'm Expressing how I feel about something or sharing my life experience. Yes, exactly. And exactly. That's my prerogative as a parent, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah, what is the nature of advice, I guess, is the... Uh... Well, and then I think you also know have to know um, what the impact of that advice... Like, I'm not going to say something just to upset them. Or throw right. them off, right? I'm just going, but if we're in a conversation about something, I'm not going to hold back. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. And I think, I think, um, and that's being an adult, I think, right. you know, as every, they're going to be in all these situations, working, whatever, where you're going yeah. to have people with different viewpoints and different ideas and and it's handling, you know, handling those kind of things as well. And your parents are just part of that. They're not, yeah. you're not always going to agree, but it's how you handle those, uh, those. No, yeah, for sure. And I mean, the other one is let them clean up their own messes. And yeah, that's, uh, we struggle with that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, um, like, uh, you know, I've had this conversation, like, with people who have had, you know, say kids come home at 19 or 20 and say they're pregnant and on their own, right? right. Like, I'm, I could never see my child, like, living on the street right. or, like, right. you know, I, I, I think there's a degree that, yes, they need to take responsibility for their choices and their decisions and whatever but then there's okay we need to help you with this right like well i always think there has to, you know but there has to be room for compassion mm -hmm. nobody's perfect yeah 
and um, and it's tough. I think it's tough out there right now in terms of in their twenties, like trying to find well-paying jobs. Yeah, where they can actually, you know, pay rent and yeah. um, pay all the things they need to pay. It's not easy. No, and, I I would uh, agree with that. I I think it's very, and I think it's different now than it was when when I certainly was launching myself. I think it's a lot different. But yeah, I think so too. And um. And I think what I was going to say, too, I mean, we all come with our own baggage in terms of, um, you know, around issues of money and things like that. I mean, we adopt that from our parents. And then I think you have to decide how how are you going to approach this with your own children? Yeah. Obviously, my parents dealt with it in a certain way is this how I want to deal with it? Or is do I want to take a different path? Do I want to yeah. do this differently with my own children? And yeah. uh, I think th those are interesting conversations to have with yourself yeah. in terms of, okay, how did I, why, you know, how did all these things go down when I was this age? And, uh, and well, how yeah, and we didn't, and we, um, our situation was that neither of our parents had any money, right? Mm -hmm. so when we, like, there was no assistance with a down payment or assistance with school or anything. Like, we yeah. just, we were just, and we made a conscious choice that we didn't want that for our kids. Right. That we wanted to be able to contribute a little bit so that they had it not easy, but easier. Right. So, yeah. yeah, but anyway, and then the other one says, don't make them choose between you and their own immediate family. So I, I think that applies more to when they have kids and, right, you know, and, and I, I felt that as a young, um, when, when Charles and I were first married and his dad passed away when our kids were little and his mom really wanted him like, I, I once asked her to write down what her expectations of us were. And I actually got like a 12 page document Ooh. of like, she expected Charles to visit on his own and us to visit as a couple. And then we could bring the kids. And I was like, okay, well, who's looking after the kids? Well, Charles and I are visiting you as a couple. Like it was just, yeah. and it was all laid out and all the things she needed from us and all her expectations. Wow. Uh, that was when I ended up taking the pages and going to a counselor and saying, I don't know what to do with this because I don't know how to respond. Right. And that, you know, sort of started a whole thing where we established boundaries. Right. As a young couple with her. Right. While still supporting her, obviously, in like not because her, her she had lost her husband but and we were pretty much the only ones nearby if yeah. you hear banging in the background of course they're working on our street today so there's construction so oh, just, that okay. will come i'm just putting it out there for that for our listening yeah. audience. Okay. um so i really did think that she wanted charles to choose between her and i like you know what I mean? Like that, right. that, that she, family. 
yeah, that she really did want that. And it was very, very, very uncomfortable. And it actually resulted in formal written down boundaries that we followed for like a lot of years. Mm. So, you know. Yeah. yeah, I guess sometimes it comes to that. Um, yeah, we were pretty, uh, we raised the kids pretty much on our own and uh, we were happy with that decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did too in the end. Like we didn't have, well, my mom passed away so young and then it was complicated with my dad remarrying. And then um, yes. Charles's dad would have been the one that would have wanted to babysit and be around the kids and play with them. And his mom was not. So yeah, it ended up that way. And then the other one said, talk honestly and expect honesty and don't criticize. So those were the those were my tips that I found. Okay. When I read on. Yeah. yeah. Our, we're pretty honest with our. Like I don't. Well, I think, and I think that doesn't just happen when they become adults. No. I think that's something that you build way before that they've left the house. I yeah. Mean, no, I, I would agree with the that. relationships that you kind of build with them in their early through their teenage years i guess mm -hmm. and uh, i think well, they get that if you if they can come to you with whatever then they know that's the safe place and i think if you've built that up then that will continue it's been my experience anyways so and well, hopefully it will continue we have a like we have a lot of conversations with our kids like mm -hmm. I like Zachary. I I usually talk to him every day. Not every yeah. day, but but just like sometimes it's a brief conversation. How was your day? Everything good? What's going on? And and you know if he's going through something, like we know about it, like one hundred percent. Which you know I don't know. I I was trying to think of what are the sort of the things that are struggles and the things that are joys about you know this stage of parenting and right. you know one of the things that kind of bugs me and maybe they my kids will listen to this podcast and this will all change that'd be nice eh? is that the expectation that we always pay for everything yeah like that that does happen yeah. and we've actually had yeah go ahead We've actually had that conversation now with Zachary because he has a a, a really good job and so um, he can afford to. And like one of the blessings of my life was traveling with him this year, like when we went out west. Right. And he, he did not expect me to pay for everything. Like it was yeah. really... That's great. And again, I think that comes from your background right because my my dad had some major money hang-ups and not that he he was a professional work he was an immigrant from England went in a professional job and he built up a nice life for him and my mom in Canada but he living through the war and just the kind of mother he had he had some major issues so when I used my dad used to take us out for dinner he never paid yeah <laughs> And it drove me nuts. Yeah. So now I think if I can take my kids out and pay for a meal, that that makes me happy. Yeah. Makes yeah, me happy I feel to that way too. Them. 
And I just, um, I think sometimes though, you just want to make sure that they're actually um, recognizing it, that that's a great thing and that, that you are being generous. And I feel like our kids do. And, and I have to say like this year for Christmas, it was Zachary that said, uh, let's not go so crazy this Christmas. Let's make some things and let's be a bit more reasonable about, you know, like, and then um, I put it out there that um, like Charles and I, and actually a friend of mine has joined our little group and her mom and grandma, and we're sponsoring a family from a school. Oh, nice. And our kids are contributing to that, like of their own. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we, we did for years, we did, um, uh, you know, the different um, catalogs that came around and you could, um, you know, buy a goat, buy a yeah, sheep, yeah, yeah. buy, contribute to a school, buy school supplies for school, outfit a clinic with medicine. Um, so I think every year for a long time, we, each of the kids got to choose from the catalog what they wanted to, yeah. what they wanted to give, whether that be school supplies or a goat or a cow or a um, something so um, well, and Zachary's think, point was kind of like if and I mean this is this is the next level this is we're beyond school and we're making money and his yes. was kind of like if I want something for my house or myself or whatever I just go buy it right like if I need a pair of pants I go buy it right I don't need you to buy me right. pants and yeah uh, yeah, I mean, you know. do, traditionally, I buy everybody a book. You know, yeah. that's something I do every year. So yeah, they always send me their reading list, and then I go buy them a book. And then, uh, you know, just little things that we – it's more tradition now, I think, than yeah. of actually getting yeah. stuff. Well, now they're still students, so they're poor. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then the other thing is, like, now, like, we have – both of them have girlfriends, right? And so right. I've included them in the things that I'm making. Yeah, and and I sold them. Yeah, it is. I've sold them each a stocking now for Christmas. So they, I'm filling their stockings. And Leisha's actually going to be with us on Christmas Day. So that's a new kind of a thing, too. Yeah, so, well, yeah, I, so I do make gifts for my daughter-in-law, Mackenzie. And then... Um, uh, Last year, Colin had a you know a girlfriend, so I got her some Christmas gifts and stuff. And now she's no longer on the scene. Yeah. Um, so those are interesting things too. Like, of course, you want them to feel included, right? So yeah. you include them in whatever you're doing, um, even if yeah. you know, okay, this might not be long term, but well. And the thing is, I've always said, you know, as long as they're girls girlfriends and part of the family then they're treated like my daughters and then you know and i'm ex you know at this stage like that's that's all you can do right yeah, exactly but, and then yeah. the other thing i i like about our my relationship with my kids is the um is the communication like i I like hearing from my kids. I like them. Like sometimes I just feel like, okay, I don't want to hear all every single one of your problems. But then I feel like, well, if they didn't, like sometimes it's burden bearing, right? Like you just feel like, 
okay, there's nothing I can do about this, yeah. but now you've shared it. And yeah. now all I get to do is like, just worry, worry about, about it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, um, I find that as they move away too, and plus with technology, right, you'll get texts yeah. and uh, Janet texts me from the grocery store, you know, is this what we usually buy kind of in those kind yeah. of conversations or how do you do this if you're in the kitchen yeah. sort of thing? So those are kind of fun, fun conversations to have. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard when they are going through struggles, which they will yeah. um, because you're right. And they, and they have, they've been through some, some pretty tough, you know, some tough things. And, um, um, you can't do a lot. You're right. Because it's, no. you're no longer a hands-on parent. You are a sounding yeah. board. <laughs> yeah, basically. And, and, you know, you can just try to, you know, calm them down or back them right. up or, you right. know, fix whatever. Yeah. And I mean, we're also the conversations. I mean, you know, the, the kids have great senses of humor, so it's fun yeah. to have the fun conversations where you can have a laugh and uh, talk about stuff, and you know, and just of course you share a lot of common things. Um, so yeah. you have those things that you can talk about that are funny that have happened, and uh, yeah, and when we are all together, which is not very often it's very special. It becomes yeah, it a very is. special time because it's not often that the six of us are in a room together. <laughs> no, it's yeah. true. Like we're thinking like this year for Christmas, like um, Zachary and Leisha are like, they work in Toronto until like probably noon on Christmas Eve. Right. Cause they're both working. So they're, they're going to go to Ottawa. Her parents are in Ottawa. So they're going to Ottawa for new year's. So uh, I'm going to go get them Christmas Eve and bring them here. And they're staying here like for a, a few days. Nice. And so, you know, that's, that'll be like fun and everything. And, and, you know, we've been sharing recipes and here are things we want to eat because we're all foodies here. So right. we like, they want, they want specific things that I make. They want those, they want to eat them while they're here. And right. So it's, it's, yeah. And a lot of quality time together, I find is them just chilling. Yes. Like, because somehow they immediately become guests when they walk. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it's fine. Like, I get it. Like, we're at a different stage, right? And I think the person that probably gets the most frustrated with that piece is Charles. Like, because he just thinks, oh, all you do while they're here is just like cook and do and blah, blah, blah. And I think like when I was working, it probably bugged me more. But now that I'm retired, I don't care because yeah. I'm happy to give them all kinds, you know, feed them and do all this stuff. And then I'm happy to feed them when they come home. I mean, I think, again, it comes back to does that. Yeah, does that uh, bring you joy? And I, yeah. I enjoy making a meal for them. It's not something I do super often anymore. So it's not the hassle of coming home from work every day and, oh, my goodness, what am I going to put on the table? There's no groceries, blah, blah, blah. Now yeah. you can kind of prepare for it. And, yeah. And, uh, but, it and I, mean, I mean, I was pretty, like, straightforward about – I'm pretty straightforward about, a, about saying, okay, so um, – I don't care if 
the if we're together Christmas Day, New Year's Day, Boxing Day, whatever. I just want us to be together as a family at some point. Yeah, same. Like, right? Like because you know, Mackenzie now, my daughter-in-law, uh, she has family uh, not very close. So um, obviously she wants to be with her family. So that's for her and Derek to figure out how they're yeah. going to plan that. So what we say is let us know um, what the demands are on your side. And then we will work around that and try and make make it happen when it happens. And yeah. uh, we're all together, then that's awesome. Yeah. yeah and then... Um, I don't always want to be like totally, totally flexible so that, you know, I don't, I don't know how to describe the way, like uh, the other side needs to be flexible too sometimes. Right. So there's all that to work yeah. out. Yeah. And I, I know some families do it where they alternate Christmases, like yeah. this is Christmas and then next week you know next year it's hard when you have multiple families involved though yeah it is it's tough but uh you know like I say it doesn't really matter to me whether it's the day I just want to make it and then you have to add on like I have a a young friend who's now navigating the first Christmas with a baby right yeah and they're like well we need to be home like the old days of being out till two in the morning and going from this house to that house and doing all that stuff is too hard on a baby. Yeah. That's right. So there's all that. Yeah. Exactly. We won't have to uh, worry about that for a while. I'm hoping myself anyway. And I just like, and I think a lot about how different our relationship with our kids is than what I, my relationship with my, yes. my parents. Like I never would have called my parents with a big problem from work. No. And I think technology is, is um, we tend to text a lot and we have a WhatsApp family group. So yeah. um, we do, we communicate a lot through the WhatsApp family group. Yeah. And, um, if I immediately need to get a hold of them, I will call them. But um, I'm that mom who calls at work. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I, I be, it's interesting because all of a sudden I have to, like, I have to think, okay, how, if I want a response, what is yes. the best piece of technology? Exactly. So Zachary, <laughs> Facebook Messenger and Twitter actually work for Zachary. Okay. Pretty much nothing works for Sebastian if he doesn't want to respond. Like, pretty much nothing. What works for Sebastian is if I continue to call his number like 10 times and then he calls and says, What do you want? Right? Like, <laughs> or I text him like 50 times. If you, and I liked it when I actually paid for his phone because then the final text, num text number 20 would be like, If you don't answer me in the next five minutes, I'm not paying for your phone anymore. <laughs> and then it would be like, what? What do you want? And it's like, so. But, yeah. but yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's better what we have with us, with our kids now than what I had with my, like, I don't think there's anything with my kids now that I couldn't talk to them about. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's true. Like, I think we're way more open 
And when there's an issue, I think it gets put on the table. Like in, in our family anyway, it gets put on the table. It gets a little more complicated when there's like an, an in-law thing because, you know, and I, I don't want to go through um, yeah. my, my daughter-in-law. I want to be able to have those conversations. Yeah, yeah for sure. And I think it's for, I, you know, it's, it's a case of, both of us getting to know each other like her getting to know our family um she had a funny story once because we're quite quiet we're all five of us i would say we're in our introverts and um so we went on a road trip once and it was really quiet in the car and she uh, i guess uh she kind of figured out oh this is how the griffians do things (laughs) There are, there are two extroverts. Worlds. Yeah, and she's more of an extrovert than yeah. all of us are. So I think she's kind of looking around going, okay. Well, and Zachary and I are the extroverts, right? And so Sebastian and Charles more the introverts. Although Zachary likes his like time on his own. Like he likes his space too. So... It's just, yeah, it's intricate, interesting to navigate all that. But I, mean, I we're used to the five of us. We've done tons of road trips together, yeah. tons, and we're like, okay, this is how we roll. This is yeah. how we do. And then you introduce yeah. a new person into that, and you kind of forget. Oh, right, she, you know, she doesn't. This is not her typical yeah. <laughs> way and of I, doing things. And I yeah. think in your case and our case, like we're very similar in that our nuclear family, like we, we don't have a lot of um, like uh, extended family. So, and we don't have a lot, we have like next to no extended family kinds of things. And so we've become very accustomed to each other. Whereas I think in other, like I, I, I can think of a friend of mine who Christmas for her is her and her sister and their family and their kids right. and their kids and that. Yeah. So it's like huge amounts of people. And so that's a whole different dynamic than the fact right. that, you know, Zachary, Sebastian, Charles and Pam have Christmas right. before us and we barbecue steak. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's true. And that's how I grew up, too, because my parents were both immigrants. And we had yeah. zero extended family. So it was just the um, five kids and my mom and dad. And that was it. Yeah. And so then but then when you welcome these other like um, yes. girls into the family, like they bring a whole extended family yeah. dynamic yeah. to the mix, too. But yeah. my I school- really to be conscious of that of what you know what her background and experience might be and how we um how we kind of would like to embrace that as well yeah like, of course yeah we want to make her comfortable and welcome and I, I do think she feels that I do think she feels very much part of our family she's very close with the two other kids so yeah yeah no. so far so well well, I think um, we have lots more to navigate because we only have kids in our twenty in their twenties right now, and we don't have the whole like um, grandchildren. Yeah, and I think um, 
like in my, our case, I, our kids are fairly close by geographically, and I think that adds another dynamic to a relationship too. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the future holds. But right now, we will continue to practice the fine art of keeping our mouths shut when necessary. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, it's not always easy to do. It takes a, what, I think there's some kind of saying, it takes a wise person to. Yeah. To no just listen. listen more than talk, right? Yes, that's, that's always thing, right. So I post. I I do want to take a moment to mention that No Room for Phonies does have a Facebook and a Instagram. So this week I posted on Instagram. Um, I went with um, actually Sebastian and his girlfriend Christine and and Charles and I and the two dogs Duncan and uh, Theodore, and we went on uh, what I would consider to be a practice through hike. We were like, um, I think we were a little over seven kilometers of the nice. Bruce Trail. So um, made me think about the Bruce Trail because not that we, we want to do our through hike on the Bruce Trail, but it made me think it's a great place to practice. Like oh, for sure. I love the Bruce Trail. Yeah, it's the treasure that we have in Ontario and... Um, a great organization to be a part of uh, definitely if you ever think of if you love hiking then supporting the Bruce Trail is a great thing to do there's chapters all throughout Ontario so each section of the trail has a chapter right and they're, they're pretty active they do organized hikes and obviously maintain the trail and right you know, take care of it and put those blazes on and uh, yeah so it's a great yeah. organization so when you and I are going to be together, I think in uh, Collingwood in like a couple weeks, right? So we might, we could, yeah. And I didn't even. There is a section of the Bruce Trail there. Yeah, the Blue Mountains um, section of the Bruce Trail goes right near the end of the road where we're doing the short-term rental sort of thing. Right. Goes right along the ski hill. So the Bruce Trail goes right at the top of Blue Mountain Ski Hill and then there's a couple private ski hills and it goes all along the top of the escarpment and then it dips down into the valley and then keeps going up to the peninsula. So, so yeah, there's lots of different sections. So we'll bring our snow hiking gear and see if we can do um, you know, maybe a section of the Bruce Trail while we're Yeah, definitely. That would be so yeah. Got all my apps. I know that that's what Christine had apps had an app on her phone. Yeah, I have the app and I've got the actual physical maps too. Yeah, so that's cool. So we can think about that. And then we were talking about where and and I was thinking, well, we didn't even put Canada on the table when we were yeah, talking. Yeah, that's about true. Place. I mean, we sometimes take this beautiful country that we live in for granted, right? I mean, there. I guess the difference that I have found uh, in my limited experience is that um, when you do a hike in Europe, it's so much easier to plan in terms of accommodation um, if you want to go kind of from place to place to place to place sort of thing. It's easier to walk, find a place to stay, walk, find a place to stay, yeah. where we don't have a lot of those kind of connected type trails in um, Canada. Right. Um, you would have to, the Bruce Trail, there are sections of the Bruce Trail where you can do that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, most of them you would have to kind of stay in one spot and then, um, 
you know, do a couple sections of a trail and then maybe move to another spot, do a couple sections of a trail, but it'd be really tough to do without a vehicle. Um, yeah, that's what the kids think about. Yeah. Mark, are, um, Sebastian and Christine are trying to hike the Bruce Trail like in sections. And so right. like somebody drives them and then leaves, a, they leave a car and then, or they get picked up. And that's what we did Sunday. We had two cars. So we left one car and then yeah. drove and then walked to drove the back. other. And then, you know, so yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit more comp. Yeah. Comp so the logistics, I mean, the logis it just requires a different kind of logistics. So it just depends what kind of trip you want to do. You yeah. want to do it. So you don't have to rely on transportation and you're just walking from place to place to place to place. Yeah. Or, I mean, there's some beautiful, obviously all across Canada. I haven't been to the Northwest territories, although I would love to, yeah. um, um, and there's tons of places to go hiking, but the logistics are a little different in terms yeah. of you need a vehicle. Um, the place you probably would stay like multi nights in a in a place if we don't want to camp, which right. Um, that means carrying all your stuff though. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, it just it. But, yeah. Uh, totally so I think our message is uh, stay tuned, and because I think uh, maybe between now and. Um, whatever, as we're getting ready for our hike, we might try to do some Bruce Trail hiking anyway as part of our um, getting ready for the yeah. big training. Big training. Yeah. training. My foot's a lot better. My foot's feeling a lot better. Good. So I've been out doing doing my, I my walk every I walk every day about five or six kilometers, sometimes a bit more, but this was a hike, like, it was yeah. up and down hills and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, if you have, if people are listening and they have ideas for us or things they want to let us know about anything we've said, um, yeah, send us a message on Instagram or Facebook and, uh, we'll sign off for now and, uh, look forward to our next podcast. Yeah, definitely.